Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Erica. And I'm Josh. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. Hi Erica, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm well, thanks. What are you drinking today? I have a Starbucks venti cold brew with three pumps mocha and three pumps toffee nut with cream and salted brown butter topping. Oh, I love the brown butter topping. It's so good. I've never had it. Today's my first time. It's actually really good. It's like dangerously good. I can eat it. It's definitely a very sweet drink, but Fun fact, that it's used good. to be called the salted mocha, but you just have a cold brew version. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be um, ready to tell you this big ass story. What are you drinking? Today I'm having a venti ice caramel macchiato from Starbucks and I have it with oat milk and light caramel drizzle. Oh wow. So fancy. What can I say? <laughs> I'm not a regular hipster. <laughs> uh, I tried it before. It was cool. <laughs> I oat milk changed my life do you like, want to hear my hipster joke sure how did the how did the hipster burn his mouth I don't know he ate the pizza before it was cool oh my god <laughs> the dad jokes it's <laughs> <laughs> oh. always my favorite but mm. I know you told me hipsters aren't a real thing anymore so they're really not I didn't know Everyone's pretty much a hipster, I guess. Yeah. I have a pretty just terrifying story for you today. Oh, God. I think it might end up being kind of a long one because there's a lot of details. It's terrifying. Oh, well, I'm terrified. I went off of the interrogation video. That's how I did a lot of my research, but I did research other places as well. And we always have our sources listed on our website, so make sure you check that out. We always have our pictures on our website. And if you haven't checked out our website, we have a lot on there. It's it's really cute. She detailed. Yeah. Put in some man hours on that thing. Thank God. And then I made Josh help me. I'm a busy bitch, so how to squeeze you in. And now it's a joint effort. Now it's a communal uh, communal website, not just Erica's website. Yeah. And you can even listen to the, the podcast straight from the website. So I don't know. It's kind of cool. Go team, go. go. Yeah. And we also have what we drink each week on our website so we don't post it on our instagram or anything like that but if you remember like oh my gosh one week they had this and i wanted to order it from starbucks or whatever it is you can always go on our website click on the episode and you could see what josh and i had that week to drink the rum i'm just kidding <laughs> that's an additive once we get once we get home we just it's coffee with a splash of rum yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> Rum with a splash of crime. <laughs> Rum with a splash of crime. Oh, God. Tonight, it's um, Dunkaroos with a splash of crime. Loki. I saw them at the store, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Dunkaroos. I used to get those in my lunch in the 90s. Then I got it, and I didn't realize it was just frosting on a cookie. I can't even eat one pack. It makes me want to puke. So they're just sitting in the back of my cupboard. And every once in a while, when I don't have any other sweets. You're like, I'm going to have myself some Dunkaroos. And then I have one, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm dying. Yeah, I had one, and I'm going to go to the gym after this. And oh So, but Betty Crocker, hit us up if you want to sponsor. Yeah, but don't give us Dunkaroos. Give us, like... Cake mix. A shit ton of cake mix. Yeah. A shit ton. Funfetti. Yes. I love Funfetti cupcakes. That girl, she was like, I'm a baker. And it's like, oh, if, what's your secret that if it got out, it would, like, ruin you? And she's like, I own a bakery, and I charge everybody a lot of money for my cakes, but I can't cook cakes for shit. So I go to the 99 cent store and I buy a fuck ton of cake mix and that's what I use. And I don't charge people based off the cake mix. I just charge people off the decorations. It's so good. I think I actually did. 
It's literally, it makes my life so complete. That's really good. But That's like, hilarious. I, it's, I feel like all cakes kind of the same. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't really have to be from scratch. Those cake mixes are really good, in my opinion. Just add more butter. It's fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. Speaking of that, you know Sprinkles cupcakes? Not that I'm coming for them. They have a fuck ton of butter in their cupcakes. I mean, I don't have to worry about making cupcakes or cakes or picking cupcakes or cakes because I have my cake lady and I'm obsessed with her cakes. So I never have to worry about That's anything. So good. Yeah. I love cakes. So if you need a cake, hit up Stephanie on Instagram. Whisked away. Literally, her cakes are name. so good. Like, yeah. they're so good. She does all her cakes. Speaking of that, I was thinking if we make it big and we have like, a party i would so be down to like a hundredth episode like buy cake from her like with our like, yeah. podcast logo on it i'm already trying to think of what i want for hunter's birthday coming up oh my god her cakes are so good his birth his birthday cake last year was so good it was so cute i literally wanted to eat the whole thing but i can't eat the whole thing anymore i was obsessed and actually it was scorching hot outside it was burning and we had the cake and the cupcakes outside and they had you know they were beehives and I really thought they were going to melt. No, nah, they didn't melt. They, they didn't melt. They warped a little bit because, I mean, it was hot it's over back 100 there. Degrees. Yeah, it was really hot. But honestly, they did not melt. I was super happy. That they came through? Yeah, she did. Always. She always does. I'm yeah, not surprised. I love her. Me too. I just wanted to jump into the case already because it might end up being kind of long. On the evening of October 21st, 2009, nine-year-old Elizabeth Olten went out to play with her friend. This was the last time that she was seen alive. What happened to Emma was horrific and unexpected. This is the case of Alyssa Bustamante. Okay, so today our case takes place in St. Martins, Missouri. So not Texas. Not the Texas. It's like I said, the year 2009, so... I was 19. I like to think about how old I was. I was 10. Okay. Because we're nine years apart. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh was 10 and I was 19. Fresh out of the womb. Yeah, exactly. So St. Martin's is a small town that is very safe. It's a great place to raise a family. It's rural. The houses are pretty far apart. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Like that sort of vibe. You. Elizabeth Olton was... A sweet nine-year-old girl in fourth grade. There's going to be a couple different names in here. And I don't know why. I'm so bad at names. Oh, me too. Like, there's times I've left out last names because I don't know how to say them. Okay, yeah, exactly. So I'm bad at I, I'm bad at names. And this story has two names with E's in it. And they're friends. And then it talks about the sister. And it talks about the grandma. And it talks about the grandpa. If they're not super relevant, I didn't even add their name. I just say the grandma, the grandpa, the mom, the dad. Okay. Because it's just too much for me. And it's I feel like it's too much to follow along. Yeah, it's easier. Just it, honestly, it's fine. And then as far as the little girls, I say their name and then I remind you who they are. Because it's just, I don't know if that's annoying or no, if it's helpful. It's fine. No, it's super helpful because I a, a bitch needs a breadcrumb trail. Because I was like, which kid's which kid? Wait, which kid's that again? Wait, which kid's that again? And I just got super confused. So... <laughs> Elizabeth is nine. She's in fourth grade. She was described as a girly girl. She loved dressing up and the color pink. She liked fancy dresses. She liked animals. Okay. Elizabeth lived with her mom, Patty, and her two siblings, a brother and a sister. Okay. So a total of three of them. Yes. Her dad and her other brother were in jail. 
Oh, what the hell? For a robbery, I guess. I didn't even see any of this until like I was at the end of researching, and it's not really relevant. It's just Did I was wondering. Do the like, together? I think so. All right, so we got a little. That's what it sounds like. I didn't go into it, but I just know that the dad and the older brother weren't in the house. Because I was wondering, okay, is she a single mom? I like to just kind of get the idea. Well, because then you can see, like, how the environment was at home. Exactly. So, the night I'm talking about, it was a really nice fall evening. It was Wednesday, October 21st, 2009. Elizabeth got home from school and started to practice for a place she was going to be in for school while her mom was cooking dinner at 5 p.m they heard a knock at the door and it was elizabeth's friend from next door emma bustamante was six years old she lived four houses down okay when i tell you four houses down it's not a street like our street a city where it's just four houses down it was was a house a big space a house a big space a house a big space well and most of those properties are like Big. It's like an acre or two. Exactly. There's three houses, and then the other house is pretty much behind. So it's kind of like an L shape. Okay. And then all behind that is forest and woods. Okay. Right in all of their backyard. So imagine forest and wood, and the house is kind of like, if the forest was in a square, the houses would border it, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, the area is... Like I said, really surrounded by trees and nature. There's a big forest behind their houses. Emma, the friend that comes over to ask if Elizabeth can play, Mm -hmm. she lived with her siblings and her grandparents. Okay. And it wasn't unusual for the girls to play together. They played together all the time. And actually, both households, the siblings in both households played with each other. Okay. The older kids... From both households, always played t- together back and forth. And a lot of times the kids were playing back in the wilderness, basically their backyard. Okay. Doing whatever they're doing. Okay. Digging holes, climbing trees, whatever. Okay. At first, Elizabeth's mom didn't want her to go out because she was cooking dinner and dinner was almost ready. And it was 5 p.m. Yeah, it was late. And it's false, so it's getting dark early. Yeah. They end up begging her. Like, please, can we just, like, just for a little bit. So she says, okay, that's fine. The only exception is my daughter needs to be home by six for dinner and, like, around when it's going to get dark. Like an hour. So it's getting, yeah, for an hour. And this was the last time that her mother, Patty, ever saw her daughter again. Oh, no. Yeah. Six o'clock comes around, right? Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth, Patty's daughter, she wasn't home for dinner like she was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So she's like, what the hell? Exactly. This is weird because she listens and she also doesn't want to be in the dark alone. Oh. She tries calling her daughter's cell phone. The nine-year-old Elizabeth has a cell phone. Okay. And she doesn't answer. The mom's like, okay, no big deal. She's probably busy. It's dead. Whatever. She ends up calling her friend's house, Emma's house. And her grandma answers the phone, who she lives with. And she says, hey, you know what? Emma's here, but Elizabeth never came over. Elizabeth's not here. The hell? Yeah. This was really strange because it's fall, it's getting dark, and Elizabeth was afraid to be out in the dark. She was not about the dark. If I lived in the forest, my ass would not be about the dark either. No. And you know there's not going to be street lights back there. Like, it's dark. It's real dark. My ass isn't about the dark as a 23-year-old man in California. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, no, no. No. Patty right away knew something was wrong and she calls the police. Smart. The police, they're not fucking around either. 
because no. they're like, okay, it's going to get cold. It's dark. That's really weird. The, the forest first- is back there. She could have gotten lost back there. Maybe she went in and couldn't find her way out, like yeah. playing tag. Maybe she fell and got hurt. Who knows? You know the what first, I mean? The first 24 hours is super crucial for yeah, exactly. Yeah. The police arrive within, I think they said 15 minutes. I didn't write it down. I want to say it was 15 minutes. Okay. And they come with volunteers from the fire department. Go team, go. Yes, they're on top of it. So Elizabeth had her cell phone, and so they kept calling it, but they just kept getting forwarded to voicemail. Okay. Like it just kept going straight to voicemail, but it wasn't off. So it either died or she didn't have service? Something. Or you said it wasn't off? It wasn't off, no. So it probably didn't have service. Maybe. I didn't see anything about it not having service because, I don't know, I feel like maybe they would have been connected to Wi-Fi if they were right behind the house. I don't know. They start searching the woods behind the house and they call out for her. By 10 p.m., hundreds of residents had heard about the disappearance, disappearance and came to help search. So, like... Friends are telling friends are telling friends. They're concerned and they're searching. I saw in one source that the police actually started like talking to sex offenders in the area just because, you know, like close by. Imagine you'd be like, I know all sex offenders are bad, but imagine you just like peed in a park and you know how they make you register as a sex offender. Like, did you take this little girl and you're like, all I did was piss in a park, dude. Like, I didn't, didn't grab anyone. Yeah. Everyone was super worried. It's dark. It's getting cold. And then the next day comes around. And they still didn't find her. They began pinging her phone for her location. Okay. The phone showed that she was located somewhere within the 60 acres of forest behind the homes. 60 acres. Yeah. So. Because it triangulates between three cell towers. Yeah. It's a huge area. And I just, for reference, a standard football field is 1.32 acres. So this would be 45 football fields. Already then. So it's massive. Yes. The investigators... Brought in the dogs, helicopters, and dive teams for the ponds and rivers in the area. Okay. There's no sign of Elizabeth. I'm At this point, her- I'm they went to dive teams right away. Yeah, I kind of am too. Because? Maybe just like there was close rivers and ponds. Maybe they thought she got lost and fell in in the dark or something. That's crazy. At this point, her phone dies. Yeah. They were able to pull the cell phone records and saw that her last call was from her friend Emma's older sister, Alyssa Bustamante. And Alyssa's 15. Okay. They just kind of like, okay, yeah, she talked to the sister. I don't think, I don't know if they thought really anything of it. Because maybe Emma called her from her sister's phone. That makes sense. That would make sense, yeah. You know? So they began retracing what happened. They knew exactly where to start. Emma, right? So they bring in the people to question Emma. People who work with kids and stuff like that. Because she's six. Yeah. Emma said that they played outside, and then around 6, Elizabeth went home for dinner, that she watched her walk home. Okay, so Emma is 6. Yes. Elizabeth? Elizabeth is 9. 9, And Alyssa is 15. Yes. Okay. Yes. Emma says that that's all she says. And then eventually, her story changes, and she says that they were actually playing in the woods, but then Emma got caught in a thorn bush and called for her sister Alyssa to get her out. And then Alyssa came out. But I think at this point, Elizabeth walked home. Then Emma got stuck in the bushes. She called for her sister. Her sister came out. She noticed her sister had blood on her pants. She asked why she had blood on her pants. And she said she got her period. But she was like, please don't tell anybody. I guess she was inside. I don't know. that. Supposedly, she heard her calling from inside the house. But I don't know if she was inside the house or outside the house. When they heard this story, investigators 
I mean, it really caught their attention because Alyssa was the last phone call that Elizabeth received. And now Alyssa's into the story again. Yeah. Like being like the last one to see them. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out when she was in the thorn bush if Elizabeth was still there and Alyssa came out or kind of how this played out. Played out. Yeah. I'm just going to go into the 15 year old Alyssa's backstory. Okay. Alyssa Bustamante was born on January 28, 1994, which made her 15 at the time of her neighbor's disappearance. She was an Aquarius. Alyssa was the oldest of four siblings and had a rough upbringing. Her and all her siblings had just a really hard, like, younger life. Okay. She was born to a teen mom. Her mom was actually 15 when she had her. Okay. Her parents both had criminal records and abused drugs and alcohol. The dad would be physically violent to her mother. They would get evicted a lot, move around. They would go hungry, and the parents really neglected all of their children. So they would go to school without their teeth brushed, with their hair matted, like the whole neglected situation. The grandparents started trying to help by visiting and sending food. They would come over. They would bring food. They would send food. So they recognized what was going on. Exactly. Eventually, they ended up just buying the family a trailer to live closer so that the grandma could help. Okay. Like right next to their house, like out back or whatever. Yeah. And at this point, they're living in California. All of them. Everybody. The grandma, the grandpa are in the house and then the mom, the dad and the four kids in the trailer. Okay. Well, the mom took advantage of this situation and the dad too. And she would like you know, my mom's right here. Like I could kind of do whatever I want. If I leave, whatever grandma's there, you know? And so she would go MIA on a drug binge. She was just not being there for her kids. Yeah. Alyssa, when she was six, her mother had overdosed in front of her. The trailer situation just, it was making things worse. Yeah. When the grandparents realized their daughter was not going to step up, they just petitioned to get full custody of the kids. Like, at this point, it's not going to fix anything. So if we take control, then we can better these kids' lives. Exactly. They get custody of all the kids. Alyssa, at this point, she's eight. She moves in with her grandparents. Her brothers, they're twins. They're two twins. She has two younger twin brothers. Okay. And they are, I think, like three or four at this point. Okay. The youngest. And... Then the grandparents decide that they're going to move from California to Missouri. It would have been a fresh new start in a safe town. They bought a house on a big ranch with lots of space outdoors for the kids to play. The younger kids thrived in this situation. Once the boys had a lot of space to run around, they did really well. Yeah, because they can burn energy. Plus, they were so young when all this bad stuff was happening. I feel like it was hard for them to remember. Yeah, like they weren't affected by it as much. Exactly. But Alyssa, she had witnessed so much trauma that she had a hard time. She would kind of act out. And just kind of act weird and different because she was just so screwed up. Makes sense. But she was a really good girl. She definitely had her struggles, you know, but she had good grades. She went to school. Her teachers never complained about behavioral issues or anything like that. Okay. But she definitely had her struggles. She had suicidal thoughts. She would self-harm and pop pills. Alyssa was very smart, good grades, nothing below a B average. She wore light makeup. She dressed very normal. But on social media for social media which at this time 2009 it would have been myspace oh honey instagram and facebook no facebook Facebook then probably facebook i think it was facebook and then instagram got bigger later i think 2012 maybe oh wait hold on yeah facebook i think it was uh myspace going into facebook i think it was like the end of myspace it was the end of myspace going into facebook yes 
So she, I think she also had a Twitter, but she would de- dress differently for her social media pictures. She would have a bunch of makeup, dark clothes, red lipstick smeared on her face to look like blood, showing scars on her arms and wrists, kind of like gritting her teeth. She was an emo girl. She would take emo pictures. If, if you know what an emo MySpace picture looks like, you know, making the like a claw you, with you, a hand. Are you speaking from experience? Were you an emo girl, Erica? No, but I had friends that why, were. Why is there black box dye in your hand? Oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> black number one, baby. Oh, God, not black number one. So she had like hardcore scars on her wrist. She was a cutter. She was proud of it. She would say she likes cutting and dark stuff and okay. blood and whatever. But harmless. It came off really harmless. Like people try to, you know, people try to judge after the fact, but it's like everybody looked like that yeah. at that time. The dark hair, the big side bangs. Yeah, just like a normal little emo girl. Like anytime you walk into a Hot Topic? Pretty much, yeah. Eventually, Alyssa, well, later on when they questioned her friends and stuff like that, they said that Alyssa started asking them what they thought it would be like to kill someone. Okay. But kind of joking, like they thought she was joking. But then I think it started getting more serious. Like she was mad at a friend at a party and was like, how would you kill somebody? How do you think it'd be to kill somebody type of thing? And later on, her boyfriend, because she had a boyfriend at the time, he said that he didn't expect it because they interviewed him too. And he said that they didn't expect anything, that he didn't expect her to do anything. And they were like, but somebody's saying stuff like that to you. And he's like, she's an emo girl. She had dark thoughts. You wonder stuff like that when you're emo. You're deep. You know what I mean? Like, you take song lyrics into consideration. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like when you're and they're like so you're talking to your friend that's just like a normal conversation that you guys would talk about but i'm like my closest friends for sure just be like imagine killing somebody that'd be freaking crazy like what would you do how would you hide the body like i'm pretty sure we've talked about it yeah because it's just it's just this weird thing because we're into true crime so you kind of like automatically put yourself into somebody else's shoes yeah so it's kind of hard that's why i think we're a bad example yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a normal person doesn't wonder that. I don't know. Maybe I don't think we're normal. Like, could you imagine killing somebody that'd be that'd be like well, psych- I think it's I've psycho? It, like, I've said it reading a case. Like, imagine killing someone. Like, but we think of it. I think it's like such a bad thing. And I don't know if she was more like, oh my gosh, imagine killing somebody. Yeah, that's you what know? I'm saying. Like, we'd be like, imagine killing them, and she'd be like, imagine what it would be like to kill somebody. Yeah, but her like, friends were not. They said it didn't seem like that. I don't know. Who fucking knows? Yeah. She would, and then she would, like, see their face, like, what? And she's like, oh, just kidding. And, like, act normal. She was just normal. It was three or four times that she asked her friends this, like, different friends. Weird. I mean, she was obviously having dark thoughts, but in one video on her YouTube, she was trying to get her younger siblings to touch an electric fence on her grandparents' property. I guess it blocked off the horse stables. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so the horses wouldn't leave. And so she's trying to get them to touch it, and then... She says to the camera, this is where it gets good. This is where my brothers get hurt. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah. Red flag number one. Hole but number it two. seems like these kids were just kind of bored and outside and she was on social media and it kind of seems like she was just like, oh, this is where it gets good. But I also read that it was like cut into that part. Like she said it maybe earlier and then spliced it and put it in right okay. before they Click were going to like touch the fence. So not clickbait. Kind of something. I don't know. But she, I mean, it seems like she liked to see people get hurt. It was also said that she would always hit her younger sister. She was six, which is kind of weird. Like they would fight, I think. Okay. 
Which, I mean, growing up with three siblings, sometimes it just is like that. You know? I don't think I'd hit a six-year-old. No. But, I mean, maybe she didn't beat her, hit her, but maybe it was also very different for... Mm-hmm. throw something at her i mean no, our very... sister's throwing a shoe at your head well yeah but i'm also a dude like yeah. i wouldn't hit a girl but like as a girl to a girl yeah it might be different yeah like you and eric would hit each other that was different we're boys i don't know i just feel like <laughs> siblings i don't know we wouldn't hit each other sometimes <laughs> like they, it might be blown out of proportion because of what happened it could be but, but maybe not i don't know like 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 you said, Eric and I would hit each other, and we're both boys. I mean, if and she really hated her sister, she'd be like stuck in the thorn bush. Ha ha, tough shit. Good luck. Shit. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, she went and helped her. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Who knows? But the self harm really gave her a release. By 15 years old, she had 300 self inflicted wounds including her wrists. She carved words into her body like hate and pain, pictures of a pentagram, a heart with a line through it, and an upside down peace sign. But I remember that I knew a lot of people that did that during that year. People, I think somebody carved a heart into their thigh, like a tattoo. Yeah. So I'm not really... I don't what, 2009? I wasn't 10, I was 12, first of all. Okay. So let's start there. But high school, people used to cut their thighs. Yeah, and this was like, I feel like it was huge. I remember being on MySpace and everybody had pictures of their self-inflicted wrist wounds, like the emo people anyway. Yeah. I wonder if any of those people now are like, this is so fucking stupid. I'm sure they are. You know, it's weird. I always think about it. I never see people with their wrists all scarred the way that they were back then. Yeah. I'm like, did they heal some derma or some shit? Like, I wonder uh, if they just, their surface wounds? Maybe, yeah. Over time, they just got lighter. Like, a lot lighter? I think you would have a couple big ones. I don't know. I don't know either. So she'd burn herself, and she'd bite herself, like, leave bite marks on herself. She was just going through it, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Alyssa tried to commit suicide once when she was 13 by taking a whole bottle of Tylenol. Did I kill you? I don't think so. I think you can have, like, organ damage. Yeah, fuck up your stomach, right? Yeah, and I think your, like, liver, your kidneys or something. I'm not really sure. But she was fine. She didn't have any permanent damage. She stayed for two months in a mental health facility. She really wanted to die. She was put on Prozac and then they released her without patient treatment. She didn't just get released and that was that. Yeah. They put her on the Prozac and also she kept seeing therapists and stuff like that. Yeah. For those who don't know, Prozac is an SSRI. It's used to treat depressive disorder. Increased psychotic symptoms may occur if the patient has an underlying mood disorder, such as bipolar disorder. Since SSRIs prevent the breakdown of serotonin, some people can experience too much, which can cause psychosis. Psychosis could show up in different forms, but it can cause like aggression and violence. Mm. Not coming for Prozac, Josh. I'm sorry. But I'm definitely not saying that everyone who's on Prozac, I mean, I think her situation, because maybe a little bit bipolar, but also she's a minor and your brain works differently. Stuff like that. Well, yeah, it's developing differently. I'm on Prozac and I'm not I'm not going to murder someone. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. What? Say oh, it again. I'm sorry. So the, the day Elizabeth went missing, Alyssa's grandparents asked her if she had seen her and she said that she went home. She was just like, yep. She went home, saw her walk home, and then they all went to, like, some event at the church, I guess, a dance. 
since Alyssa was the last one to talk to Elizabeth, the police brought her in for questioning. Yeah. And she was very calm and collected. I watched the whole entire interrogation. There's a great video on YouTube where they break it down. They go into her behavior and the way she talks and the way she moves and the oh, way yeah, she. Yeah, I was gonna ask how about how body. I love that. It's body like language. it's like two hours long. What do they say about body language? They like broke down every single thing she said. Okay. So in the beginning, she's very calm, and then slowly, it, you can see agitated. where she gets comfortable with certain parts. When her her grandma's in the room with her, and then there's a youth officer type of thing. Uh-huh. I forgot what it's called, but I'll talk about it more in the end. And then there's the person interrogating. They do all the interrogation tactics. They put her in the back corner, furthest away from the door. They all kind of sit blocking her in. And that's to make you feel like you're like small. You're in the corner, you know, uh-huh. like backed into a corner. Yeah. They're asking her questions and she's very calm. And certain questions she'll get more, I forgot what they call it, but when you start like fidgeting. Like apprehensive? There's a word for it. Manipulators, I think. Where you're like manipulating your clothes, you're manipulating your hair, like you're starting to fidget, looking down, making micro expressions, like things like that. Okay. And I feel like the interrogator really read her well. Mm -hmm. And he knew what to ask based on what she was saying. Okay. I don't know how other people feel about this interrogation, but he got everything out of her that he wanted to get out of her. The youth person ended up making a mistake that I'll talk about later that kind of messed up the case. And the grandma, of course, was there. I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't have a lawyer for her. Well, they probably didn't think she killed someone. Yeah. I feel like once you saw it going towards that, you would maybe get a lawyer for your granddaughter. You're like, nah, I just want to lawyer up and go from there. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't well, know. Maybe her grandma was like, just tell him the truth. Yeah. I'll get more. I'll get more into it later. Okay. But they start questioning her and she starts off by saying she really likes nature. She loves to be outside. She spends a lot of time in the woods. There's not a lot to do. It seems like there's not a lot to do where they live. And when I would visit my dad in Arkansas, he had a lot of land also. Uh-huh. And we would go and explore all the time. Find rocks, find bugs. Find bodies. Find bodies, stuff like that. Just casual Freaks. Thursday. Yeah. No Billy shooting range. Like that. It's a clothesline with pots and pans hanging from it. And you could shoot at them. So we called it the hillbilly shooting range. Oh. I wouldn't worry about it. Us in California, we just go to an actual shooting range. Yeah. No, we would just, <laughs> you're bored. You could try to do so much, but if your parents are at work, you can't go down to the movie theater. All the movies you rented, you already watched 600 times. You already ate all the Blue Jolly Ranchers in the whole bag. And you're like, great. Now what am I going to do? Now there's only fucking purple. Now there's only purple. Exactly. Fuck purple. And you're like, okay. And it just, it gets boring. You already colored all the fuzzy posters that you can color oh, for your whole life. Sweet. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's what you do when you have nothing to do. So her and her brothers, they like to dig holes in the woods near their home. They would okay. dig holes all the time. The grandparent even confirms this. The grandma in the room is like, yeah, on the horses. We'd have to go around the holes. It was like the movie Holes. But if you wanted to dig them. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in so long. I love it. I, I just don't, I don't know how digging holes would be appealing. But they're like, we would make booby traps. We'd put leaves on it. Just like. I'd fucking twist an angle. You're freaking just bored. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you're bored. You're like booby traps. So when, so when the boogeyman comes through, whatever, you know, you're just a kid. It's fine. It's for our safety, guys. Exactly. She says she also likes to climb trees. There's a ton of, ton of trees. Mm. she knew the woods really really well 
like the back of her hand. She spent a lot of time in the woods. She'd go for walks in the woods all the time, stuff like that. Okay. She says that when she finds dead animals in the woods, she digs a hole and buries them to be respectful to them. She mutilates their bodies. Literally? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I was reading the comments on this YouTube video that I watched, and it was saying that they were like, does she kill them? Psychos always kill animals. And then somebody else was like, I've lived in the woods for years, and you don't find dead animals because other animals snatch them up quick. Yeah. She... It's kind of weird. She says nah. she's an animal lover and stuff like that. Yeah, she, nah, nah. And they're like, every person that kills animals says they're an animal lover, and they're not. I literally just kept thinking of the, the Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween movie, the first one. Uh -huh. And he's like, kills his hamster or his rat or whatever. And then he tells his mom like, oh, my rat died. I need another one. And he's literally cutting it in the sink. Yeah, nah. He's, uh -uh. And then he has it in a school locker. And I'm like, this is this freaking girl. The reason the interrogator was asking about holes is because the search team found a hole while searching for Elizabeth. So all those people are out there searching. They find a hole. Okay. It's a big rectangle. It looks like a shallow grave. Oh. They're like, what the fuck is this? Because she's coming for him. But there's nothing in it. It's a rectangle and it looks exactly like a shallow grave. So it's premeditated. It's like a three by five. Premeditated. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's asking a lot of questions about this hole. Because he wants to see how they're going to charge it. Yeah. If it is premeditation, if the girl's in there, whatever. They end up getting a search warrant for Alyssa's house. But mainly they want to focus on her room. Yeah. And when the police search the room, they see some normal things that a 15-year-old would have. It's messy, whatever. But the room, it's concerning. Not okay. normal, let's just say. Okay, what was in this room? Which that's what makes me think, like, why wouldn't the grandma get a lawyer if she already knows her granddaughter's having all these issues and then this bedroom? That I'm about to go into. Yeah, well, I need to know what's in the So background. they find pictures and poems on the wall, drawn okay. on the wall. All over, the, there's drawings on the wall. Okay. There was a figure with slash marks to the head. So like a body shape. It had slashes to the head and arms. And then her sister's name, Emma, is written next to it. The what little six-year-old. What the fuck? Like she's mad at her and she draws her, slashes it, and then writes her sister's name next to it. Okay, red flag number three freaking weird some of the writings are in pen and marker but some look like they're written in blood so she like slashes her wrist and then writes on the wall with it oh that's, that's what it looks like and then the poems are about cutting herself to see blood she likes blood blah 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 stuff like that you could find the actual poems and writings and stuff online they have, there's pictures okay We'll post them on our Instagram. Okay. She had letters and cards hanging up from her dad who was in prison okay they found marijuana seeds. And in the interrogation, they ask her what she thinks they found. Oh, what do you think we found? She's like, and they didn't find anything, just marijuana seeds and my medication. And he's like, oh, we don't care about any of that stuff. But what else do you think we found? And she's like, I think they took clothes and sheets, but like no evidence. She's feeling confident, kind of. Uh -uh. And then they drop a bomb. They found her diary. And this is where she starts getting stressed. Okay. They start putting more spaces in between their question moments of silence up to a minute so okay. they'll ask her a question they'll just kind of sit and stare at her and wait for her to respond respond exactly and she just is in the freeze response so she just freezes up and sits there like a statue okay they do you know what they said to her that like caused her to like do you remember they said they basically just the grandma starts going into how they gave a list of everything they took and they took the diary and he's like oh did you know they took your diary? And she's like, no. And they're, they say something like, oh, that's pretty upsetting, isn't it? Because that's your private, your personal private stuff. Uh -huh. She's like, yeah, I am pretty, like, I am upset kind of thing. He goes into it how 
Well, it had very disturbing entries. And he tells her, even if you cross something out with pen, we can still figure out what it says. Uh, okay. And she's just like shitting her pants. Okay. I'm going to read you a couple of the entries. Okay. She wrote about wanting to burn a house down with the family inside. Oh. She wrote another entry that said, if I don't talk about it, I bottle it up. And when I explode, someone is going to die was another one. Okay. The last entry was written October 21st, the day Elizabeth went missing. And Alyssa wrote something, but completely scribbled it out with blue ink, like dark, like she's hiding what she wrote. Uh-huh. And this was not an issue for police, obviously. Forensics use light, read it, and when they did, they were shocked. You don't have to do anything crazy to read something like that. I think you just hold it up to light or the black light or something. Yeah. It's super easy. He even said, we could see anything you write. We get, we know every blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And the youth person that's with her is basically like, you just need to tell us. I'm here to support you. We just want to get the truth. No matter what it is, we'll get you help. And it was a confession. The entry said, I just fucking killed someone. I strangled them and slit their throat and stabbed them. Now they're dead. I don't know how to feel at the moment. It was amazing. A-H-M-A-Z-I-N-Z. Okay. As soon as you get over the, oh my God, I can't do this feeling, it's pretty enjoyable. I'm kind of nervous and shaky though right now. Hey, I got to go to church now, dot, 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 LOL. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So. Literally just a psycho. So once the interrogator tells Alyssa that he has read her journal, including the last entry, she admits that she was with Elizabeth when she died, but that it was an accident. They're like, it's an accident, wasn't it? You could tell us if it was an accident. We can help you. She says that they were messing around in the woods and Elizabeth tripped and fell and hit her head and died. The interrogator then tells Alyssa... That once they find Elizabeth's body, they will perform an autopsy. And they will be able to see the injuries and know exactly how she died. They haven't found her yet. No. Okay. He asks Alyssa if her throat would be slit. Like, well, would her throat be slit? Mm -hmm. Because that's what she wrote in her journal. And Alyssa says yes. Okay. Alyssa's grandmother was present for this interrogation. And she was sitting there and this moment was too much for her. She was sobbing. She needed to leave the room. She's like, I'm going to pass out. She goes out and you just literally, you hear, it will never be okay. Like somebody was like, it's okay. And she's just like, bitch, no, it's not. Yeah. Like she loses her shit. Wait, the grandma? Yes. Okay. And later on, this comes up in court because the grandma, I guess, I don't really know. But in order for Alyssa to confess, the grandma would have to be in there because she's a minor. But since the grandma left and Alyssa confessed more while the grandma was gone, uh-huh. She wasn't supposed to, but it was recorded and the grandma was mad because they shouldn't have continued interrogating her. But yeah. the grandma left on her own type of... It was like willingly. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a sticky situation. But then the little like youth officer thing or guidance officer, whatever she is, she starts asking like, okay, it's okay. Do you need water? Are you seeing somebody? Or what medications are you on? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she says that she does see therapists. Yeah, therapists and psychologists and stuff like that. So this is what actually happened. Okay. That evening, October 21st, 2009, Alyssa Bustamante convinced her little sister Emma to go over to her friend Elizabeth's house and ask her to play. Once the girls met back up with Alyssa, she told her sister Emma to go home and she told Elizabeth that she had something cool to show her in the woods. I don't really know if they were playing 
for a while and then she was like hey let me show you something cool in the woods and then told her sister to go home i'm not really sure if the if so the thorn bush thing yes Okay. So they walk for 15 minutes into the woods. She led the sweet nine-year-old girl to a pre-dug grave. Okay. She had dug this grave five days before. Okay. This was not the hole that the investigators and the people searching found. It's a different hole. Okay. She had dug two holes in two different areas the Friday before the murder. When they were asked why she didn't use the first hole, she said that it was too hard to dig. It was like too shallow, I think, because tree roots and stuff like that. So she had been planning this for five days. Okay. Maybe longer. Who knows? But she dug the holes five days before. Alyssa had grabbed a black-handled kitchen knife from her kitchen, and she hid it in her book bag. And when they arrived at the pre-dug grave, Alyssa began to strangle Elizabeth. Okay. She took the knife out and slit Elizabeth's throat from ear to ear. And then she stabbed her in the chest seven times. Holy shit. Yeah. Attacked this little girl. This poor girl. And it's a thrill killing. So she just did it for fun. Yeah. She wasn't mad at her. She's Nothing like that. Exactly. She then put her in the grave and used her hands to cover her with the dirt and leaves. And then she got home. She wrote it in her journal. And later on, her grandfather recalls how she was in a really good mood after, like that night before church. Oh, my God. She washed the murder weapon in the sink, like rinsed it off and left it in the sink so that it would get put in the dishwasher, the knife. I don't think that would clean the blood, but okay. I mean, she rinsed it. Well, no. Yeah, but like a luminal. Yeah, I have no idea. I think if it goes through the dishwasher, it might. But maybe there'd be, like, traces of it in the dishwasher. Maybe. Alyssa then left to church, and then during the search of Alyssa's house, investigators found dirty clothes in her room and dirty shovels on the side of the house. Alyssa ended up leading police to the shallow grave, and they could see parts of Elizabeth sticking out of the dirt. She knew exactly where she was. It was a shallow grave. And this part kind of confuses me because they said that they brought in the cadaver dogs, and I'm wondering how they wouldn't follow that scent. 15 minutes into the woods. Who knows? The leaves and the dirt. And who knows if it was also windy. windy, Got disturbed. Yes. That makes sense. This is actually a very rare case because most commonly the type of person that would commit this violent of a crime would be much older males with a violent history and psychopathic tendencies. Mm. Alyssa's reasoning behind the murder was just because she wanted to know what it would feel like. Okay. Which is, you know, a thrill killing. Elizabeth was put to rest in a pink coffin carried by a horse-drawn carriage. Everyone wore pink, which was her favorite color, and let balloons go and stuff like that. Just really sad. Really sad. Alyssa ended up entering a a not guilty plea November 18th, 2009, when they decided to charge her as an adult because she, she obviously needed to be in a facility that had adequate security to deal with such a brutal killer. Yeah. They couldn't put her in a juvenile jail. No, she, no. Decides to kill someone again. You know, yeah. there were some issues with the interrogation. Like I said, the way the juvenile officer, that's what she's called, a juvenile officer. She was in the room during Alyssa's interrogation and it, she tried to come off as like a guidance counselor, juvenile guidance type of thing. During Alyssa's questioning, she made Alyssa feel comfortable, told her she was there for her to advocate for her. She said the main goal was to get help for her. Like in juvenile facilities, we just get you help like you're not punished type of thing different situation so Alyssa felt really comfortable and basically told them everything Mm. but almost like she was like tricked into it and her grandma left the room and stuff like that and so she kind of fucked up and then I guess they were able to remove parts of the interrogation from the trial because of that okay 
something that she said that I guess wasn't released. I don't know what it was, though. I wonder what she could have said. That... Yeah, I, I really don't know. Because everything else she said was pretty horrifying, so I can't imagine what else she yeah. could have said. Mm, that girl fucked up. Yeah. This made, like I said, some stuff from the interview inadmissible. These deceptive tactics were not her role. Her role was to observe and protect her rights. That's it. Which I kind of get that as a 15-year-old girl, you kind of would trust. So she's in a room with a guy interrogating her. And then there's this sweet-looking girl in there that's like, I'm here to advocate for you. And you think, like, she actually is trying to help you, you know? Yeah. And Alyssa sees all these therapists and psychologists, and that's kind of how this officer looks. Okay. She's in, like, a long pencil skirt, heels. Like, she just looks like and acts really nice to her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tricky. Okay. In 2012, Alyssa withdrew her not guilty plea to a guilty plea and a lesser charge of second degree murder and armed criminal action. Second degree would be, I believe first degree is if it's premeditated and second degree would be not premeditated. Yeah. When she turned 18, that's when she changed her guilt. Because three years later, from 2009 to 2012, 2012 is when she turned 18. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She agrees to the plea and the conditions of the plea waive her right to a jury trial. But as a condition, Alyssa needed to get in front of the courtroom and give all the details of the murder. In the courtroom, it's her family, Elizabeth's family, and, like, everyone in the town. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, we got to hear this, you know? Yeah. She was sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of conditional release and a consecutive sentence of 30 years. Her appeal to the sentence was denied on March 2014, and I believe she would be up for appeal again. I want to say it was 2027. Okay. Alyssa has been seen by several mental health professionals and have diagnosed her with major depressive disorder and borderline personality disorder. Okay. Which, I mean, want to get into the theories? That's pretty much it. I just want to say, your medication Lectopro. Yeah. I tried it. It yeah. was horrible. Yeah. I I did not like it. Mm-hmm. You tried Prozac. Yeah. You hated it. Yeah. I had a bad reaction. Everybody has different reactions to different anxiety medications. I take it for anxiety and depression. You take your Lexapro for anxiety and depression. Yeah. Both do the same thing. I'm not trying to steer anybody away from... That's why some people really go into the whole Prozac thing, which I think it could have played a role, but I don't think it was the main role. No, I don't think it was, but... Like, when I tried Lexapro, it really fucked with me. Yeah. And I can see how it can fuck with people. No, for sure. For sure, I I could see that, but... I just want to say, if you have anxiety or depression, I'm not trying to... Just don't be afraid of getting help because you think... Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Or don't be afraid of taking Prozac because you hurt... Or or Xanax because you hear whatever, Yeah. yeah. I think, obviously, she's not on... I'm sure she's not on Prozac anymore if they think that that was the issue, but she's still having issues regardless. So I don't think it was the Prozac. Maybe it just made it worse than it already was. Every medication treats everybody differently and everybody has different reactions to it. So I'm just trying to put that out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There were a couple theories. They did interrogate the boyfriend and there was a couple different things. Okay. Someone said that they saw a guy standing around the area in a hoodie the boyfriend said he didn't know about the murder, but then I saw, like, that she didn't tell him, but then I saw something that she did tell him the day after, that she was at his house the day after and went out over there and ended up leaving in his clothes. Just, like, different weird things. But uh-huh. that when they were interrogating him, he basically said, like, this is what happened. They did this. They did that. They did this. And they were, like, they more than one. 
He's like, oh, I meant her. Like, I didn't mean to say they. Uh-huh. So I don't know if he was just like slow or well, I don't know if that's just how they talked because in her diary entry, she's like, I killed someone. They're dead. This isn't that. Like, that's the tense. Well, he's probably or, like the pronoun that she was he's using. Probably referring to them as a whole. Like they went into the woods. He's not going to be like, she went into the woods. No, the way he said it was like, they killed her. They stabbed her. Oh. Yeah, which is kind of weird. A lot of people believe that she wouldn't have been able to, like, go through this on her own. Uh-huh. And dig the hole and, like, do all this stuff. They really focused on the grandpa. They thought that the grandpa helped her. Mm-hmm. Because the police really believed that it was more than one person. And then when they were questioning her, she was like, oh, my grandpa would know when I dug the holes. And they're like, nobody cares about your grandpa. Shut up. Like, basically, like, we're not here to talk about your grandpa. Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, but like my grandpa, you know? Uh-huh. And then they were asking her like, okay, did your grandpa have something to do with it? And she was just like, no, 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 no. Like very, like the way she was answering, they believe that she was telling the truth because she was just kind of like, was not going to give up her grandpa because they had such a good relationship, but that it would have been her chance to throw him under the bus if they didn't have the best relationship. If you asked me what the fuck I did last week, I'd be fucked. No, I cannot remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. I'm so bad. And I think it's probably lack of sleep too. It's worse now. I mean, there was stuff that she had trouble remembering when she dug the holes and stuff like that. And they kept pushing on it and pushing on it and pushing on it. And I was like, I don't think she remembers. Yeah. If you dig holes every day or you do whatever you're going to do. And they're like, you're lying, you're lying. And I'm like, it really seems like she doesn't remember. Yeah. But she also could have been freaking out because she doesn't know which hole they found. That's true. You know? Yeah. But we could post the holes and everything. I really recommend going and watching the interrogation if you have time because it's just, it's long as hell, but it's just kind of crazy to watch. Yeah, I'll probably um, look at it. I could send you the video I watched. I think the people who made it were called Explore With Us. And it's just like the Alyssa Bustamante interrogation. I read theories mm. that she dug two holes because she was planning on killing two people, like maybe her two twin brothers, the younger brothers. Um. Yeah. But I was always thinking like, okay, she hated Emma, obviously. She had that thing on the wall with the throat slit and her sister's name. I'm like, I wonder if she was planning on killing both of them. But then her sister got caught in the bush and was screaming and she was like, uh, no. Did she actually get caught in the bush? I, I read two different things. Because it seems like that was just a, a cover-up story of like why. It kind of seems to me like, because she said she had blood on her pants, the little girl. So I'm like, okay, did she call for her sister maybe she left into the woods with elizabeth and then killed her wouldn't have taken that long came back and that was when she heard her sister calling her name like maybe her sister didn't go in the house she just stayed outside playing but it's kind of weird because a six-year-old you would think if she's taking the nine-year-old into the woods she'd be like i want to see what's cool what's cool i want to go too she'd be like no just go away and she'd be like no i want to see you're taking my friends going i want to go yeah like, I literally, when I when you guys were that age and I would leave with my friends, I would have to lock you guys in the house so you wouldn't follow me up the street. I'm not kidding you. You want to go with your older sibling. Oh, yeah. And it was said that Elizabeth looked up to Alyssa. She went with her into the woods because she looked up to her. She's her friend's cool older sister. She wants to show her something cool in the forest or the woods or whatever. I just see it being really weird that that little girl knew to call her over and then would just go inside. Yeah, just be like, all right. Have fun. Go look at this cool thing in the woods and I'll just wait here. I wonder if she lied to her sister and was like, oh. That's what I'm wondering. Like, Like, go in the house real quick, get me something, and then they just left. I wonder if her sister was like, she had something, I don't know, as a kid. And they're like, oh, you want to go play on my computer? 
Yeah, but uh, maybe. Like, I'm never going to play on your computer. And yeah, like, like I'll go, go play on it. You can do it. And then she's like, okay, I'll go play on my computer. And be like, I'll walk her home. Yeah, it could have been something like that. And then. And then told her that there was something cool after she said she was going to walk yeah, her home. Like. So maybe the girls played and then she said she was going to walk her home and her sister still stayed. And then they walked into the woods. Yeah. And then she heard her sister screaming for her when she was coming back. And so she went to get her out of the thorn bush and that's why she saw that she had blood on her yeah and didn't realize because the little girl had originally said that they played and then she went home and then she was like oh also i got stuck in the thorn bush and then my sister came and she had blood on her yeah so that's what it sounds like yeah like they're because that little girl wouldn't know when you're six you don't lie no you wouldn't she wouldn't be like oh hey if you get caught like you need a lie for me yeah that little girl would not know how to lie no. She would be like, she planned to kill. I doubt she was like, hey, go get your friend. I'm going to kill her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just kind of crazy. I wonder if it was an opportunity. Like, her friend was like, I'm going to play a little bit. And then she's like, yeah, go, go get your friend. That's what they say. That she would have looked for different things like that killers and serial killers and like sociopaths and psychopaths and stuff like that. That they look for like opportunity and then somebody who's weak, basically. Yeah. That they can overpower. If it's a male, maybe a female. Or if it's a female, maybe somebody younger, somebody smaller, whatever it is. Yeah, something more petite than one another. Like, yeah. yeah. And then I saw one thing saying she strangled her from behind, but then something else said from the front. I was like, okay, I'm just not going to add that detail. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All I know is she strangled her and then slit her throat and then stabbed her. Stabbed her. And then I saw seven times. I saw eight times. But originally in the interrogation... Alyssa said that she only stabbed her two times. So I don't know if she like blacked out or was just like out of it. Maybe. And then they asked about the cell phone during the interrogation. Like if we find her phone, is it going to have your fingerprints on it? And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they were like, where's the phone? Do you have it? And she was like, no, I just left it. It was probably in her pocket. And then they were like, so if we get her out of that grave, it's going to be in her pocket. And she was like, yeah. So maybe it was going to voicemail because it was under. I I looked the photos of the crime scene and it looks like an empty hole filled with water but they say it was filled with dirt but in the picture it really looks like they dug a hole and then it rained that's why the dogs wouldn't be able to find her yeah but they didn't say that there was any rain it could have been the morning dew you tell me if this looks like rain yes it looks like a puddle right yeah i was like are my eyes playing tricks on me it looks like a puddle yeah it looks like mud too yeah, but I know she said that it was by the creek bed. No, that looks like like straight up like rain. Yeah. That's a little weird. So that's the case. It's kind of crazy. Watch the interrogation. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah. Tell us what you think of tell us what you think of this wild <laughs> Sorry, Erga just decided she was going to dip the final dunkaroo that took us over an hour to share a container. She decided she was going to lick the frosting off the little cookie. I'm going to vomit. Same, but it was so worth it. Fuck it. Let's open another pack. No. It took us an hour to eat one. <laughs> I have to go to the gym. I just even had one Dunkaroo, but I had like five. How much sugar is in this thing? I wouldn't worry about it. Don't worry about it. How much is it? Let me see. 18 grams. It's like half a soda. In that tiny little tablespoon of frosting. It's so sweet. Okay, I'm going to eat another. No, you're not. No, I'll puke. I'm about to puke. I can already feel my teeth rotting. I can feel the cavities. Alrighty, well, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, hit us up, DM us, review wherever you listen. Yeah, yeah. But thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for telling that story, Erica. 
You're welcome. Josh is going to have an amazing story for you next week. Don't put that pressure on me. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you tune in. Next week, it's just going to be, there was a robbery. They don't know anything. All right, that's my story. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all righty. All right, bye.